Hey everybody, my name's Johan Philip. And I'm Matt Carvel. And we are live! Every Tuesday afternoon for Live Lunch. That is the place that we take the Sunday teaching and we have a discussion about it. We unpack the different themes, ask some different questions, and we're inviting you to get involved in it. Have a listen or submit some questions, that's all. And we have food. So if you want to find out about some good eating options around Brighton and Hove, tune into Live Lunch. So you get fed. Well, we get fed physically, but you get fed spiritually. Uh, Tuesdays at 1pm live on Instagram, then the video does sit on YouTube and podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can join in with the conversation at Live Lunch, we are emmanuel.com forward slash live lunch. We look forward to seeing you there. See you then. We are live. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to... I apologize. That's how old we, we always no, start. Welcome on to another episode of Live Lunch. We have a new guest with us. New guest. This, uh, What's that? This time. This time. And it's been like what, over 100 episodes of Live Lunch. We've never had the one. Have you never heard of this before? Neville Jones with us. No, that can't be true. The reason I knew this was because he turned up with his lunch. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you missed There's the memo. Wrong with two lunches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. And we've got a lot from Kokoro. The wonderful Jess has provided us. I really love Kokoro. This is one of those times that we, as in this one of the meals that we often have on live lunch, yeah. that we eat before yeah, we yeah, just can't resist. So <laughs> we just launch into the food before we even start filming. And they've got because it's just too good. Outlets now around Brighton. Very good. How did you want Kokoro? Yeah. I know. Basically, sure. Right. Well, um, since you said around Brighton, I assume there's venture to have. I think there is. Yeah, great. I think there is. Anyway, the fine folk anyway. who can be blessed by Kokoro. Anyway, um, but I tell you what's on my mind right now. Do you want to know what's on my mind? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> because you've just told me about this, the rom- the romantic part. Believe it or not, it literally is. That's because all. It's four socials. This yeah, week. because my son's on a school trip to a Roman palace today. Very cool. And he's doing all about the Romans. We got tons of books about the Romans. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. We yeah. discovered something new about Neville this week. We discovered that he has anger issues when it comes to sheep. Uh, oh, that was so a great if story. You, if you're a sheep tuning in, <laughs> please avoid Neville. Never if you see one on the mountain bike uh, cycling down. Or oh, if you see a man on the mountain bike cycling up the downs, shouting, shouting at sheep, it's Neville. <laughs> so yeah, you, you have been warned. Other than chasing sheep up the downs. Yes. Let's just jump into this podcast, shall we? Uh, you spoke, we carried on with our next part on our virtual Jesus um, series, and we looked at Jesus, the I am, the state, Jesus, the I am statement quote, where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, yep. which he spoke to us from John chapter 10. Um, well done. Thank you. Verses 1 to 18. Yes. I know, because Long I budget. changed the reading video. Of the Let's not dwell on that. Do you want me to do a summary of Please that? Please could you yeah. do a summary <laughs> of the preach? That's the problem. When, I, when you tell funny stories about yourself, all people remember... Rather than all the amazing doctrinal points about Jesus, you remember the funny story about Neville. But anyway, I did say a few other things. Um, a quick few headlines would be, I, I just looked at some of the things in the passage, because there's a very rich section of Scripture, This there's a lot in there. And just some of the things, what does it mean for Jesus to be the good shepherd? And uh, I, I picked out, firstly, the thing about the, this good shepherd, uh, he knows his sheep. And he doesn't just know us, but he he experientially knows us. It's like we are in the same way that he knows the Father and the Father knows him, which is a profound thing. And we could easily spend the next half an hour just talking about that Mm. and nothing else. Because I think if we really understood that, then that would completely change our lives. But but Jesus says, no, I, I experientially know my sheep and they know me. It's not just head knowledge. It's not some rules in a book. It's like, I experience this person. I'm, I feel like I'm with them daily and, 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 and they're with me. So 
I then just dug back into verse three, which kind of explains what what does that look like practically, where there's just three phrases. It says here, the sheep hear his voice. So uh, what does it look like for us? Because the Bible over 300 times refers to us as sheep in the Bible. We can't get away from that. However much we do don't want to think we're like sheep. That's the way God, that's the closest animal God seems to relate us to in the Bible. And we can talk more about that. Um, so he says his own sheep, the sheep hear his voice. So those who are in Jesus, so people hear the voice of the good shepherd. And what does that look like to hear his voice? And uh, maybe we can come back to that, but I just looked at it primarily it's through scripture and how are we doing with that. And then the second phrase in here was, and he calls his own sheep by name. So it's not just like we're to uh, so even experience this good shepherd and he experiences us, but actually he knows our names. Mm. He caught this planet of 8 billion people. There's something about individuality that we're not just, we're not just nameless people in a crowd with the God of the Bible and Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. He calls you out by name. And uh, this shouldn't surprise us because in Psalm 139, it says that he, he knew you while you were still in your mother's womb before you were even born. This, this good shepherd must have known you. He must have known all about you. And that's a profound truth. And then, and then the third thing I said in this verse was uh, that the, the shepherd leads out his sheep. Brilliant. And what does that mean? And how does he lead us out? Because I think we can still hear the voice of the shepherd, still realize we're called by name, but actually still not following very well. Mm. So what does, what does that mean? How do we do that? And then I just talked about this hired hand, how Jesus says, I'm not a hired hand who runs away when the wolf comes because the shepherds would sometimes have breaks and holidays a bit like we do and had to attend to other things. Uh, so they pay someone to come in and do the job for them. But the problem was mm. if the wolf attacked, often the person that was paid to do it just cleared off mm. and saved himself. Whereas Jesus is saying, no, 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 it's not me. I chose to go to the cross. This is what I decide. This, this is this. I'm following through on the will of the Father here. I'm never going to abandon you. Brilliant. I'm never going to abandon you. And then we just finished with this call of Jesus going, there must be more sheep for me in the fold. And that is a prophetic statement that's alive for us today. Superb. That there must be more for us in Brighton. There must be more for Jesus in the city of Brighton and Hove and the surrounding area, including Shoreham. Amen. That would be Amen. my summary. Amen. That would be my summary. That's a brilliant summary. Thank you, Nev. But we're going to kick off. There's like a few things that we talked about. Do you want to kick well, off? Well, I, I think probably when we talk about um, following Jesus and, and the, the sort of leadership aspect, I guess we're acknowledging that that is something that people, off, you know, in the culture and time that we live in now, find difficult. Like so, if you know, often on this podcast we're, we're talking, okay, what's the application? What, what yeah. how do we live this out? And people are thinking, well, but but wait a minute, authority, and you and you referred to it in your message. Authority can be misused; it can become abusive, and I think our culture, very understandably so, um, in recent years, has become particularly sensitive to this aspect of like, okay, if I submit to something, someone. And I think, you know, we, we talk about this virtual Jesus that we, we try and, or maybe society tries to cast Jesus as more of just a, a buddy, a, someone alongside. And we, we don't really want the idea of a God who is a shepherd and we're the sheep, even just that dynamic just sets people on the back foot. I don't want that. I don't want someone talking into my life and listening to his voice 
because what we're told is there's a voice inside you. That's the voice that we should know. What are your dreams? What your what's your destiny? Who are you? We're we're encouraged in the society we live in to to listen not to an external voice but an internal voice. Um, so that's that's a that's a that's a that's a big that's a big issue. And I think even those who have made a commitment to follow Jesus yeah. are maybe wrestling with that. Oh, you know, that, if it's not, it's not not going to be instinctive. Um, so that's a big thing, and I, I, I think it's an important thing to uh, address and just acknowledge, okay, wait a minute, we can't just dismiss all leadership and authority because the place that leaves you in is just completely rudderless in life. Like you start listening to the voice inside you all day, every day, it's not great. It's not, it's not going to lead you to a fruitful place. But one of the things, we're, and you, you referred to it, maybe you want to say more on it, Um what Jesus is saying here, his leadership, him being the shepherd of our lives, it's not for our suppression, but our flourishing. It's, you know, the shepherd wants the best for his sheep. Um, and and it's the same for Jesus' leadership of a lot. Yes, Jesus says, you know, follow me, submit to me, submit your, you know, lose your life for my sake. But what does he follow up with? And you'll find it. You will find life. You will find flourishing. He doesn't just say, do it because I just like lots of servants around. He said, no, actually trust my promise yep. that I will be good for you. And that's the same as he's saying here, isn't it? He's actually, the sheep The sheep are in good hands when they're the good shepherd, aren't they? Yes, so, so, so I think it's a, I, I, I believe when we really <clears throat> come under the care and provision of the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, it was always felt in my life, it's like I've come home. It's like I've arrived at the right, this is, this is what I was created to do this is who i really am and and when i'm not following the good shepherd but i wasn't under the care of the good shepherd it feels a bit like i, I was lost I, I wasn't quite doing what i was created to do yeah. and so there's a sense of there's a sense of peace there's a sense of oh this just this feels right and it's important to understand that these shepherds it wasn't just that they were ruling over the sheep these shepherds were trying to help these sheep produce wool and lambs and milk, they were actually trying to care for them and provide for them and look after them so these sheep could be fruitful mm. and produce things, which is what Jesus is doing for us. He wants, he, he's, he's, he's leading us. He, he, he's in authority. And the Bible says there's no one with more authority in the universe than Jesus Christ. He's the ultimate power and authority, but he's, but he's exercising power for our good, Brilliant. which is very hard for us to come to terms with because of, human experiences that we have where where so often this is authority we we get a counterfeit version mm. of authority where, where people are doing it from the wrong motives yeah. or it just feels like i'm here to serve someone yeah. this person doesn't really know me they don't care about me yeah and i think that we, what we see here is a biblical authentic version of good care mm. and good leading in into fruitfulness yeah, yeah that's probably why i'd say i think mm. It's so true because it is in an increasingly in an increasingly liberal society where we're really pushing back on control and we, we don't want, I guess, government intervention. We want an open market economy. We want to be able to trade with, with freedom. Why? We want to seek our own Big well-being and our, our own prosperity. I'm not saying what my opinion is. I'm just saying this is... No, it's uh, fine. It's your opinion. We'll decide if it's right. It's me, yeah. <laughs> is any form of authority that comes and takes us away from freedom that we can experience to more 
I guess, conservative and more controlled yeah, yeah, environment. Yeah. So authority is always is seen as a bad thing, but it's seen as a bad thing because it's stop me, stopping meat from flourishing. It's stopping mm-hmm. you from bare fruit. But what you just said is under the the, the shepherding or the, the authority or the leadership of, of Jesus Christ, really, he wants us to be as fruitful, if not more fruitful than we have anticipated for ourselves. And we were talking about that, weren't we? We were talking about how uh, under the good shepherd's care, in some ways, we become less sheep-like and we become more adventurous and we become more daring and we become more lion-like yeah, 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 yeah. and wanting to go and and do things because you, you know that you've got the God of all creation who's looking out for you and yeah. who's protecting you and who's covering you. And I think that the amount, the freedom that that gives us to pursue Godly ambition, to pursue adventure in God's kingdom is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, you, I don't know, we've all done crazy things. You lived in Berlin, not like living in Berlin is it is, but it's an it's an adventure that you went on. You read yeah. oh, over six years. Yeah. You traveled between Brighton and and Berlin. And I think, yeah. and I think it's a wonderful adventure. You didn't feel like oh no, I've got to be sheep like and I'm yeah. gonna stay in my little pasture mm. and then stay in a really safe environment where there's good church and good relationships and good community and and go into a place where there was only ten mm. people in, in the church yeah. in Berlin. Go into 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 that situation. And say I'm gonna just because got me and I'm gonna yeah. go. And I I just think there's there's so much freedom to bear fruit that we have once the more we understand the, the leadership that Jesus provides us. And I think it's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, you t- we're touching on that aspect of leadership and submission, which is one of the probably our society finds it most difficult to understand when the Bible uses those words because there's a whole a host of ideas and connotations with that that people have experienced perhaps or in their thinking that's just very it's very different you know so i think it, this is this is good news for us you know the yeah. jesus being a good shepherd whoever you are you, you know if you're a leader jesus is saying submit to me and you'll be a better leader yeah. you're, you're creative you want to be successful okay submit to jesus and the things that the way he's made you to be will be more you'll yeah. flourish and that's not, but that's that's when the, that's when faith kicks in yeah. that's that's his invitation to us and say, I am the good shepherd, follow me. And um, it's like, do we believe him or not? Do we want to do life our way or do we do it, do it his way? And he does promise more. He doesn't promise less. He promises more. But will we do it his way, do life his way, trust him? And that's all. There's something about the, the knowing and the being known aspect of the shepherd-sheep relationship is really comforting because quite often in with authority figures that we're looking at, um, at least that are being portrayed in the media, they kind of have like a this veiled, uh, this veil in front of them, which in some ways you only experience their, their their authority and their leadership, but you don't get to see who they are behind the curtain. Yeah. Once that curtain gets moved or gets open, then you begin to start seeing, oh, they've had this relationship, or behind closed doors, this is what they're doing, or they got captured on CCTV doing this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it's not very appealing. But with Jesus, he, he's saying, "Come get to know me, and I'll get to know you," and then that. He's not shying away from revealing himself to his people yeah. and saying it's that it's when you when you meet Jesus and you realize he's good. He's the good yeah. shepherd. He's not just a shepherd, he's a good shepherd. Yeah, and I, I just think one last aspect maybe of this might be that I, I think we we some people might feel um I don't particularly want to be called a sheep. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I want to be something else. I want to be more adventurous. Yes. Um I, I want to lead. Sheep don't really lead as far as I, all that's. Yeah. All I would say is we, what we mustn't think of is like the sheep get put in a field for the day 
and the shepherd just wanders around and checks her okay, but they really can't go anywhere else. That That's not the background to this passage. Mm. So what would happen is the shepherd would literally take them out and he'd take them out into open ground. And basically they, they tended to go where they wanted to go, but they would just, the shepherd would know, he'd know the one that was furthest ahead. He'd know the one that was at the back. And he just makes sure that they're okay, but pretty much they used to roam yeah. and they'd be free to roam. And I said, sometimes we can think if we if we allow the God of the Bible or his son Jesus Christ, who's the good shepherd, to kind of have any authority in our lives, we'll just get shut down. Mm. And actually, my experience of my life has, has been the opposite, that actually the more I've followed Jesus, the more I've submitted to his authority or leadership in my life, I, I've, I've found the more wonderful it's been. Mm. And, and actually, yes, he does, but he does put boundaries around me for my own good. Because I think, if you, again, we haven't got time to open this up, but if you go right back to Genesis, actually, God said, you've got the whole creation here, just don't eat of this tree, but that's not good enough for us. We, we think, oh, we'll be more free by doing the one thing that God said don't do, and then we become far less free. So maybe our track record on this isn't so clever um, but but I just want to say that that following the good shepherd, my experience has been it's it's just been wonderful. It's been the most freeing thing I could. Ever, it's been this. It feels like the safest thing and the most exciting thing mixed together that I could ever have done with my life. And I think like really grounding this out into everyday practicality. I think one of the things that I have been trying to do more and more recently that it's and I found it really helpful is actually literally starting each day because you know as christians we're, oh and especially as pastors we should be reading the bible should be praying that sort of thing but i more recently i've just zeroed in right at the beginning of my day so i get up i put the kettle on <laughs> make a cup of tea get the scripture open and then get into prayer and the 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 the, the first prayer that i'm saying is God, this day is yours. Thank you for this. I'm here to follow your voice. Wow. Like, lead me today. And of course, that's probably a prayer that as Christians, yeah, we, we pray that, we pray in church, or we at uh, moments. But just getting into the habit of doing that every day. Yeah. And just that, just that it, it, it sounds, oh, I'm submitting myself to God. I'm recognizing my life's not my own. He's won me. I'm his. Christ lives in me, not me. Um, but it's free. It's freeing. It's like, oh, okay. The worries of the day and what's on my plate, the busy day or whatever. It just comes in a different perspective because it's like, but it's not this. This is I'm here for God's. The reason that God's got me on the earth right now is to follow Him and He wants to do things through me. That's what they. And just narrowing that into, this is what today is about, and you know, help me to follow Your voice, lead me by Your Spirit. Help me not to drift into temptation, not be a sheep that wanders off and that sort of thing. I just need that every single day and come back to that as a yep. primary thing. So on my best days, that's where that's that's where I'm at. But it's the effect of it is empowering. It's it's a freeing. It's not restrictive, uh, and it is a you know yep. an adventure. I'll just say one more thing. So I think the I think the thing I I just mentioned briefly was about whether we'll follow the shepherd. Yes. So we can hear his voice. Yeah. We can even understand, wow, this is amazing. This good shepherd knows my name. <laughs> but actually, I think we've still got a choice whether we'll let the good shepherd lead us out into the day. Right. And so one one thing, again, I didn't get time on Sunday to go into is the whole sense of uh, every morning, that's what would happen. So they'd come in for safety at night. And then in the morning, the shepherd would open the gate. He'd call out his own flock and he'd lead them off up the hill into pasture. 
And there's something about that that we've been created um, to take one day at a time. So God gives us light and he gives us darkness. We're to to sleep, unless you're a shift worker, which is another thing. But most of us won't. Most of us will get up in the morning into a fresh day. And when I look through scripture, even into the Old Testament, in terms of the manner that was provided every morning, he goes right through scripture where God seems to say, I'll give you enough for today. today And and one of the things I've had to struggle with in my life is, no, I want enough for the next week. And I want enough (laughs) for the next year. And I want it now. Mm. And actually God says, no, no, I'll give you enough for the day and and it's like will we let the good shepherd jesus lead us out into today don't worry about the bible's very clear says don't worry about tomorrow (laughs) there's enough for today will we let the good shepherd lead us into good pasture each morning each day i think that's just an important thing for us to understand because i think he will if we if we allow him to do that there's also there's also hearing his voice together and that's why we pray together this year, Sean. Mm. Collectively, we want to hear God speak mm. to us. And collectively, we want to come before a shepherd and say, lead us. We, we want to yeah. come. One of the things, one of our values is Jesus leads. Um, and we demonstrate that through pray, pray together, reading our Bibles together, places the Bible in the airplane together. And it, it's in some ways the safety of being a part of a flock that you you, you can get quite individual with this feature. There's yeah. elements of he knows my name and uh, he will speak to you his voice. But there's also something about being together as a flock of sheep, so you, yeah. you know, you'd hope that the shepherd calls the, the flock move in that direction, and then there's a safety about being in that space or praying with other brothers and sisters yeah. and, and seeking him together. Yeah, and then listening to you know you yeah, again you mentioned it in the in the preaching. I did listen to your preach. Uh, it's pretty good to listen to it twice. Uh, it's, it's it's worked as well. In. Um, about you about you actually hearing God's voice through other people. Yeah. As well, and that's that's the, another wonderful thing of the church. You know, you know, Neville and I, as elders in the church, and that sort of thing. It's like, but our understanding of what the church is and it's it's and God's work through His church means someone who can, you know, who is brand new to the church, brand new Christian, God can speak through them for me. Yep. I need to be listening to God's voice, you know, wherever He might He might bring it. And so when someone comes up with a prayer or a contribution or a you know, it's you know, Sunday, Sunday night we had baptisms. Yep. Brand new Christians, people saying, "Yeah, I've just met Jesus," or "I, I walked away from Jesus, I come back, commit to Him." It's like, wow, God's speaking through them because like, I can see what God's done in our life in Jesus, and it's like that is one of the. Even though, as I say, we believe in leadership, but actually, with is a humility. We're, we're all we're all we're all sheep. He's the he's the, he's the shepherd, and actually, even speaks through others. And so that's why you know small groups and actually being in community with one another, yeah. praying with one another, is so important. And that's like, yeah, it's six you know, six hundred. And, and free range sheep don't do very well. No. So if you, <laughs> if you let a sheep go off by itself, yeah, uh, yeah. it might last a few hours, maybe one night. But it won't last very long. Yeah. So sheep just don't do well by themselves, mm. and and again, there's something in us that doesn't like that. But that's just the reality of sheep. They they need a they actually don't survive in the wild without a shepherd. And so you've got to look at the pattern in yeah. scripture that Jesus comes, the church gets established. There's a reason the church gets established because actually we we need to be together in community to grow in God and mature in Christ that's yeah. God's plan for us that's it i mean and there and there's a message that we don't hear very often outside of the church probably it's great to be dependent like, that's the opposite of what people you know you you try you want to train people to be independent and like 
but actually when you learn to be a Christian is like oh dependence on God Which first is of all it's humbling. it's humbling exactly and it's like what you're saying about being sheep instinctively oh I don't want to be a sheep that's not a very exciting animal to be but it's like the humility the dependence I've not got what all it takes I need brothers and sisters to walk the journey of life with me I need God's leading otherwise I'm going to fall off the side of the cliff any minute now it's a, it's a humbling thing but it's it's it's, it's life giving, you know. That, yep. That's Jesus said. Yeah. So one of the things we, we were briefly talking about before we got into the podcast was um, what does calling the good shepherd look like? And I know we've kind of touched upon it in, in different ways. Um, what does that look like for us as a church? So Emmanuel in Brighton and Home in Shoreham. Um And what does it look like for you as an individual? Okay. Well, I think I'd say something similar to Matt. I think it involves. It involves getting up in the morning and getting to God's word. Because again, I made a particular point of saying, if you want to hear the voice of God, uh, go and read your Bible. <laughs> go and start in Mark's gospel and pray and say, God, speak to me through your word. Because that's what he primarily does. We believe the Bible is the inspired word of God. Sorry, to put you uh, on the spot. I've really oh, discussed this. Really? Did that. Can you give me an example of what that looks like for you? So you've woken up in the morning and you said, God, I want to hear your voice. And you've read the book of... Has, has, what would that look like for you to say, yeah, I've heard God's voice today? Oh, well, okay. I mean, I, I can give you examples, but uh, in the Psalms, um, there's been a number of moments in my life where, without, uh, without going into a lot of detail, I was in, I was in quite a difficult situation. And um, often God would lead me to things, but I got on that moment, God led me to a Psalm which talked about David being in trouble. And it, 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 David said his foot is slipping, uh, but his love supported him. And then he says, anxiety was great within me, but your consolation or your encouragement brought joy to my soul. And it's like, whoa, this, this word is alive. It, it, it actually strengthens you in the moment. And that, that can happen often, and it should happen. That should be our expectation. So if we, if we come to God, and it's like God, it's a strange thing, isn't it? We think about God speaking, and it can sound really weird to people. Mm. It's like, am I hearing this voice coming at me? And it's not quite like that. It's a bit hard to explain. But when the Holy Spirit causes Scripture to come alive to you, it's like it feels like someone's speaking to you, even though you're not hearing an audible voice. Um, I think that's only happened to me once in my life. The far and most normal thing is, oh, wow, and you just get the sense of you should from inside. It's coming from inside. It should be because the Scripture says now that Jesus is living within you and the Holy Spirit is within you. And he talks about these rivers of living water that come from within you. Mm. And so it's like, oh, this is like, oh, yeah, that's real. That's 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 revelation coming to me on this point. And it starts to change my life. That that is a very I mean, friends do it, prayer does it. As I said, I looked at creation, I look at beautiful sunrise, sunset, like God speaks to me, thunder, lightning, ah, oh, something of the awesomeness of God. There's just different ways. I think we mustn't get hung up about it because we go a bit weird. But but no, God just I feel like God's always speaking to me and nudging me and that'd be my quick answer to probably something we could have talked about a lot longer. Mm. Yeah, and and I think probably it taps into um, like when you when we're talking about what's God saying is like who's who's setting the agenda yeah. for that conversation? Yeah. Because I think sometimes we come to it like, oh, I really want God to speak to me today. I've got this yeah. really difficult work meeting, or I've I've got a situation. I'm like, God, can you speak to me about this? And you're like, open your scriptures. Like, <laughs> God wants to tell you about Himself, which yeah, you might it's might not be directly for that moment that you're in directly relevant to you what your agenda is but actually the whole thing of actually submitting to to jesus and 
he wants to tell you about himself and how wonderful he is. And that's going to change the way you think about everything in your life. It's going to change the, your whole perspective. It's going to change your, your you know, Scripture talks about your mind being renewed. And that part of that is just setting a different set of priorities and a different way of praying and a different way of thinking about life. And it's not like, God, come on, I need your help in my situation. It's like, I'm in Christ. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm going into this situation that in Christ, who's loved by God and that sort of thing. And of course, you know, Jesus says, you know, to, to um, ask him for help and to, you know, bring your cares to him. He cares about you. And, and if you're worried, you know, pray, you know, with thanksgiving and the peace of God will come and all those sorts of things. So it, it's not about like God's not interested in how you're feeling in that moment. But how you're feeling in that moment or what that worry is, it's not everything. And I think probably instinctively we think that's the most important thing. But actually what we're talking about, what God has to say about himself, what he's done for you is the most important right. thing. And you might not feel that in a day, but you, you read the scripture, you know, take a month to go through Mark's gospel and we'll see the difference. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, we've come to an end. I mean, you did also touch upon Jesus laying his life down. And I think that is so incredible, isn't it? They are so um, reverse to yep. what religion expects. We have one... A, a magnificent leader with all the resource to bless and, and enable and empower his people and yet you encounter God dying on a cross and yet through that incredible mm -hmm. sacrifice we find true life yes uh, and uh, yeah I mean, we, we could have <laughs> run out of time but I wish we had time to really get into the the death of God and, and, and Jesus of Jesus must have more sheep in the fold yes so, so I was just saying as a church mm -hmm. let's really go for that not, not to do with ourselves but there's a greater Shout for Jesus in the city of Brighton and Hove and the whole surrounding area. At this point, you're going to ask me about what's next weekend, aren't you? I'm willing to see the episode because I'm just thinking, oh, what is next week? I think it's Jesus, the light of the world. Is it? I think it might be. I'm the light. No, I think it is. No, it is the light of the world. Yeah, yeah. But he will be returning to this passage though in two weeks' time because yes. I am the doors in there and I'll be speaking on that. So yes. looking forward to that. Yeah. Working on yesterday, it's exciting. Anyway, let's wrap up today. Thank Thanks you so for much watching. for joining. Lovely to have you with us, Neville. For the first time, come to the first Disney. Right. Come again. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. See you soon. Bye. Bye.